Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Sound Gospel Radio. We are here. We are back another Thursday night. We are back here on Sound Gospel Radio, and we are just grateful to be a part of another Thursday night for a conversation. Let's talk about it, and we're getting ready to move forward. But before we move on, let us bring on our great company of host of witnesses on tonight. I have, y'all know her, the one and only, our co-founder and vice president of Sound Gospel Radio, my wife, Mrs. Jaleesa Hoskins. Come on, baby. Welcome into the room. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, ma'am. Another Thursday and we are here and we're made it. We're in the month of December. Can you believe it? December. No, I can't. December already. We're in the month of December and we're here on Sound Gospel Radio, uh, keeping it live, keeping it locked in, doing the best we can to give God the glory, but also to have some great conversation. And we definitely look forward to tonight's conversation. And listen, y'all, we have the, he's still here. He's still riding with us. And we thank God for him being here. The one and only y'all, the one and only, you know, I was, I was thinking about how I introduced him today. And I said, Lord, I say, you probably get me later. I'm going to say, I said, he's the founder and, and he's the Dean of Transforming Life Bible College. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I was cracking up. But listen, y'all, this man is in depth in the word, and I thank God for him. And I'm, I'm excited to call him uh, my pastor, Pastor Willie L. Johnson Jr. Welcome, sir. Hello, praise the Lord. Good to see all of you today and all of you that are listening. Yes, sir. Good to see you as well and grateful to have you here for our conversation of Let's Talk About It on Sound Gospel Radio. And so today's conversation as we uh moving forward we're going to talk about self-control we're going to talk about self-control but before we even move forward again you know i like to segue and start off with a thank you because uh you know thank you is really appropriate way to show that gratitude and we definitely show gratitude and thanks to every partner every listener even you just stop to listen. That means a lot to us Say, Hey, we've been listening to the station. And I noticed some of y'all been listening because we've been getting some messages of questions, getting some messages of uh, keep it moving. Um, I did a fresh wind the other day and someone reached out to just to make sure they had the scriptures correct because they were listening in. So that really is a blessing to all of us to know that you are listening and that you are supporting the station and not just supporting by your listening, but you're also supporting by uh, sowing a seed and giving a donation. And we are receiving those donations and they're being a blessing to keep the station alive. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you didn't already know, here's our information here. We have, let me move this banner out the way. We have, we're on Facebook, we're on uh, YouTube. We're live actually, we're live right now on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Twitter at this moment. And we're also on Instagram and TikTok. And we're, as we grow and as we're doing better, we're doing better to enhance every single area. And like I said before, your feedback and you letting us know that you're listening and your ideas help us grow as a station. So we thank you again for being a part of Sound Gospel Radio. And thank you again to every person that has been sending a donation, PayPal, Zelle, Cash App, and you can send it in the mail. And we receive all those different ways of giving. And we thank God for you. And we appreciate again, every person that is a part of Sound Gospel Radio. Thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being a supporter. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your encouragement. So we consistently say thank you for all that you have done and we appreciate you. Oh, y'all, listen, we have some people in the comment section already. Yes, 
Yes, yes, Aunt Debbie, evangelist. She probably gonna get on me. You, she, I can hear it now. Stop telling these people I'm evangelist, but she is evangelist Deborah Jones, amen. And I call her my Aunt Debbie. So, Aunt Debbie, thank you for being a part of this Thursday night conversation. Definitely appreciate you being on, and it's always good to see uh, some familiar faces and some new faces too. So, thank mm -hmm. you, Aunt Debbie, for being a part of Sound Gospel Radio, and we thank you for listening. So, listen, today's topic. We want to talk about self-control today. We want to talk about self-control, self-control. When I looked up the, the, that definition for self-control, um, it, <laughs> this subject can go in so many different ways. So we're going to see how we're going to rock out with this today. But self-control, from what I saw, was the ability to control oneself, in particular, uh, one's emotions and desires or the expression of them and one's uh, behavior in difficult situations. And we look at some, probably some synonyms of self-control uh, and this, in this particular uh, definition, it could be self-discipline, self, self, uh, self-restraint. It could be a control, a, a willpower, uh, some type of temperance, countenance. So that's one definition of self-control. And so we're going to get a little deeper in that because we want to talk about having the proper or the right self-control or even identifying what self-control is. And um, so many different ways I have saw different definitions and different things. And I saw the note that someone wrote and they said, note to self, they say, you can't control how other people receive your energy. You know, we talk about energies. Uh, anything you say or do gets filtered through the lens of whatever personal stuff they are going through at the moment, which is not about you. Just keep doing your thing with as much integrity and love as possible. And it was a note to self. And it talks about the self-control of, um, and I'm not trying to shift it too fast, but hey, we can jump right into it if we need to, is learning how to understand that even when we share things, even when we say things, even when people come at us and say certain things, we still have the control over ourselves as to how we accept it, how we deal with it, how we react to it. That has been a blessing for me. My wife has been a blessing for me concerning that because she said to me uh, one day, and, and, and I'm going to let you drive into it in a minute, but I told her one day, I said, you know, I, I, you made me feel like this and you made me feel like that. And Jaleesa, what was your response? I can't make you feel anything you didn't already feel about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? And that was her response. Yo, that was her response. And, and I had to sit there and contemplate what she said. And I'm like, what? And then I think this is probably even in our dating season. And I'm like, what? What did you just say to me? And it made me take uh, introspect and really go back to like, wow. And so I, I, the transformation piece, and this is why I'm so glad that Pastor's here. And yes, I definitely talk about Pastor Willie uh, uh, often because his teaching, and I call it his teaching of transformation, and not just him. The, 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 the you know we have, we can name so many people, but he is the umbrella of it all. The teaching of transformation has been such a blessing to me because it allows me to look at things from a different perspective. It allows me to uh, to definitely move on. I can see something happening, and I have the control over how I want to respond, even when it could be the the the, the truth of, yes, this is what the person did. Yes, this is how the situation happened. But we can put a, we can have self-control over how we react to this situation. Let me move on real quick to some comments in the 
uh, section here. Uh, yes, Corey Warren. Yes, sir. Another great radio host. And he's here listening and watching us today. We appreciate you, Corey, from, uh, I was going to say, Goldsboro, North Carolina. But he's from Albany, Georgia now. I had to get it together. If I had it correct, please tell me I have it correct, sir. And I forgot to say, Miss Ashley, she's in the comment section, but she couldn't make it tonight. And she definitely wanted to say hello to everybody. She said, hey, y'all, I'm at work, but I'm still tuning into the show to show my support and so we appreciate your support and if you haven't already y'all hit that like hit that love hit that share let some people know about today's conversation so that we can get the ball moving so julissa mm -hmm. you hear the word self-control what is the perspective that you take when you hear this word tonight self-control well, for me it was the same things you already said it's also to me having the ability to um be able to kind of regulate or alter your responses or behaviors or actions so that you're not constantly putting yourself in situations that you either have to apologize for or that you end up regretting or displaying poor behavior, poor choices. Wow. So it was everything you said, but being able to regulate yourself and your emotions and your actions and responses. So being able to regulate our, our, our responses. So, so you're telling me that I can actually choose how I respond. Right. I mean, and that takes work. It's not easy. We can all, or I've experienced things where if you lack self-control, you can just start saying, just start doing, just start responding. Don't know full details. Don't know what's going on. Be completely wrong. You now jump to a conclusion and now you were wrong. <laughs> if you had to just took some time to just wait, either hear something out completely, or even if, like you said earlier, things are exactly what they are, I still, as a human being, grown adult, can control how I'm going to respond to it. Even if the response is anger, it doesn't have to be outbursts and cursing people out and all that. You can respond, soft answers turn away wrath. So even wow, in key moments and situations, you can still respond softly. That's something I've always admired about Pastor Daddy. That's because he's always like these. There could be the most tense, heated moments, people screaming, <laughs> hollering, and he's just. But why would you do that? Or why or what? And <laughs> he just—it's just so calm, so soft. Like he never raises his voice in those moments, and it's just like that's something I always. I'm like, how does he do that? Like, is he annoyed? Is he mad? And sometimes he's not. Like, he like it takes a lot to move him to that point of really being angry. But it was just like, how does he do that? To be able to just calmly respond to stuff and people screaming, yelling, hollering, intense. And he's just, hey, man, it's going to be all right. <laughs> now, Pastor, I'm going to pull you on the spot now. We're going to get back to you for the full question. But since she brought that up, I asked you, was that a, a practice thing or that was just always who you were? As far as that, as far as that persona that she just said concerning your self-control, uh, it's practice. Uh, it's uh, something that was developed through scripture. Mm, okay. Um, we were taught the songs. We were taught the proverbs um, many times as a youth. Uh, so some, I believe the scriptures helped mold that in me. And um, I've been out of control a lot. <laughs> and um, what I find out of being out of control and tearing things up means you got to fix it. Mm. So wow. you're tearing things up when you start tearing things up and you have to replace it or fix it. And it costs you Oof. helps develop another mindset 
uh, on a thing. Wow. Um, maybe lastly is many times when you have purpose or you have a call or you're in a degree of leadership, it's not what the other person's saying that matters. It's with how you respond. Amen. Uh -huh. Amen. That's true. It wasn't, it wasn't that the people in the wilderness were rebellious. It was Moses' response that caused mm -hmm. him to miss out on the promised land. Yeah, that's true. His response. His response. Wow. Wow, that's true. And Pastor, you just took me back to uh, eight or nine years old. And I had a little, not always, but, you know, a little anger, a little temper here and there. You know, you can't get your way. And I laugh because you said, now, after you make this decision, and I can tell on myself, now, after you make this decision of of expressing your anger, now you created a situation that now either is unfixable, now you can't fix, or now you got to fix it. And I said it to say, yes, Lord Jesus. I don't know why, when this was my father was still alive, I would get upset, whether he was reprimanding me or my mom, whoever it was. And I remember in my church clothes, take my tie off and just go in my room and just mad and literally rip the shirts and buttons just pop, 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 pop. Just, ah! And did it feel good? Oh, it felt great. But guess yes. what, y'all? I don't have a shirt to wear. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm going to wear next Sunday? Or or now I'm down to four shirts. I had five. Now I'm down to four. Like after a while, Nathan, get it together. You know, <laughs> get it together. Who, who's, who's putting the buttons back on? And, you're right. <laughs> and I ain't got the money at that time to go buy a new shirt. So after a while, I'm like, I need to stop doing this because I'm running out of clothes. <laughs> can, can, of I share, can I share a funny story in my, yes. in my uh, maybe pre-bubescent days? Uh, maybe about five, maybe five or under. I was a tantrum thrower. I threw tantrums mm -hmm. in the supermarket, in the store, on the floor, um, fallout tantrum. Hmm. Um, and it wasn't my father that delivered me. It was my mother. <laughs> and so there was a time that I, uh, threw a tantrum and, um, my lovely, gracious mother, God rest her soul, backhanded me one time. I left the floor, I hit the wall, and I slid down the wall. <laughs> and lo and behold, don't anybody try this. Don't try this at home. Don't do this. Um, but somehow it delivered me that you had a second thought of throwing a tantrum. My father even cringed, you know, and my mother wasn't a disciplinarian, but that particular moment, uh, I think the hand of God delivered uh, the young preacher. The young preacher? <laughs> Look, listen, y'all, y'all that are listening, y'all that are watching, can y'all see? See, Pastor cracks me up because he's just so... <laughs> I True can story. See said, True story. Said, I lifted the floor. <laughs> True story. Could y'all see him being lifted off the floor into the walls? <laughs> True story. I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. It's just it's the, it's the visuals here. The visuals are so clear today. Oh my goodness. But wow, wow. And and, and since then, that that like I said, you know, old school folk, you know, times have changed. I get it. it knocked, maybe it knocked, it knocked some sense. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, 
That's where my calmness came from. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It may be the origin, huh? <laughs> maybe. Oh. Oh my goodness. But wow. But that's listen, y'all. But we're talking about self-control today. And we and we appreciate y'all that are tuning in. And um, definitely we're just sharing different examples and different stories of self-control. And again, I want to consistently and continually thank you all for the those that are watching on the comments. And um, who else I see? I see you, Constance Lane. She's laughing uh about a few things here. I see you laughing. And Shalom, yes, Shalom, um, the shepherd mother of the comments. Uh, Minister Donna Parrish, so good to see you. Shalom, shalom. Corey Warren, he made a post here. He said, my opinion is self-control is like setting the temperature to the oven, no matter what is going on around it and what's going on top of it. The oven temperature will not change. Hmm. Okay. All right, Corey, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Amen. Listen, I almost hit the app. Where's the button at? I was giving you some church music behind it. Praise the Lord. Yes, sir. I like that. I like, I like that because that's, um, that's, I like that because again, that shows us we're in a ever changing society, an ever changing world. Um, whether it's our, I tell people sometimes we say the world and more times than not, it's your world. And I say your world because all of us that's on this platform have all different situations and we all have different things that we can say that is a, uh, you know, a, a trial or tribulation if we're going through it. And we all can say that we're going through things. Oh man, the world is crazy. But sometimes it's in our world, our specific situation, our specific problem and things. But with all that being said, we still have within us the control as to how we want to respond and do it. And so I tie that into um, pastor. I think I came, I think Jaleesa and I were dating one time and I came to visit uh, Eureka on the Bible study and you had said something that one night and I wrote it down and that thing stuck with me like, I mean, like a ton of bricks about how we can use permanent words in a temporary situation. Yeah, man. And I'm like, wow, I can use, per and I had to go back and think about it, about the permanent words. And I'm, I'm not, we, we can talk about the actions in a moment, but how many times have we've used permanent words in a temporary situation because this is how I felt. This is what I wanted to feel. This is how I wanted to respond. And I'm going to say this and do this. And yes, it felt good once you get it off. But now look at all the other wreckage and damage that has been caused. And it's the same way. And I think I shared this before in one of our previous shows. We used to do an exercise at my old job. I used to work in psychiatric unit. I used to work in behavioral health. And we used to do an exercise with the kids. And they gave them all toothpaste bottles, the toothpaste, and they would just squeeze the toothpaste out. You know, they having fun squeezing it out. Now they did a challenge. They put them in groups. They said, now we're going to count to a minute or two minutes. Now they had, I think, toothpicks. It was something stupid that they had to get the toothpaste back in to the tube. And whoever can get the most in, of course, wins the game. But the struggle was. They couldn't get it back in the tube. It was so easy to come out. I mean, we squeeze it out and it was all over the place and they're messing with it, playing with it. Now it's time to get it back in. And it was a, it was a difficult thing. And the whole reason why we did that exercise was to teach the kids about our words, our choices, the things that we say that comes out of our mouth and how what we say, sometimes you got to look back. You can't bring it back in once it's said. You cannot. So... Uh, uh, we have to be careful of the permanent words that we use in a temporary situation. Uh, anybody you know, want to? You know, just came. You know, we just came to my mind when you were sharing that. Yes, sir. 
that um, we're all familiar with the text in Proverbs, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it eat the fruit thereof. It's interesting because all of us have words, all of us use words. We never know what seed that that water of our word is falling on. So if we use words as water, we don't know what seed of mm. the heart it's touching in a person. Wow. It can bring life. It can produce death. It can bring understanding. It can bring offense. Um, so not only, not only are our words seeds, but they're also water to where we're able to nourish a thing. And so we all have feelings. We, they're all real. Yes. As many times it depends on us in maturity, how we meter those words and how we um, water a thing. And and we don't, hey, I don't always get it right. I'll use myself. I don't always get it right. But the thing is, yeah. um, you, you have to encourage yourself. You have to affirm yourself through the word. Um, this is Sound Gospel Radio. So we need sound gospel. Amen. We need, we need the sound of the good news that God covers, God delivers. It's his word that will produce life. Yes. Uh, and so when you were talking about absolutely true, temporary words and permanent, I mean, permanent words in a temporary situation, because yes. a lot of times you can't take harsh, destructive, death words back. Mm -mm. Right. You can mm -hmm. add, you can add a life on top of it, maybe a thing of real resurrect. Or many times you have to turn the soil over. So mm -hmm. turning that soil over is a picture of forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Turning soil over, plowing up your heart is a picture of forgiveness. Yeah. And if we and if we don't feel something in that empty space, that seed of hurt is always in the ground. Yeah. If you ever see a plain ground, if you don't put something there, something will grow. Wow. How about that? How about that? Mm -hmm. Something you didn't plan. <laughs> something you didn't plan. Hmm. But was previously planning. Yeah. 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 That our words being seeds, y'all. Are we are we listening today to this? To this conversation that we're having? Because this it's just important to know. And it's important that we talk about this self-control because um many times, and I'll say this, and, and Miss Marcia, I see your comment and I'm gonna pull your comment up in a moment because it's gonna tie into the second half of this show so thank you for that comment and we're going to get back to you and i do see my cousin in the house carl stort hello sir yes sir welcome to sound gospel radio again he's one of our great supporters and actually joined in as our executive board member so we g money <laughs> he said g money with the picture right we appreciate you cousin and thank you for uh tuning in tonight definitely and so we're talking about self-control and it's a great subject because even um i say this with family i'm gonna deal with family directly in a moment but whether it's our work our business neighbors all that um but definitely with family how we conduct ourselves how we respond listen i've gotten to a place in my life where i know how certain family members respond and because i know how they respond i intentionally approach them a certain way. It's not because I'm scared of them, not because of eggshells. It's because I know if I say something this way to this family member, it could erupt into a whole nother situation. So I take the control. Even when I know that they're just ah, and coming and saying stuff, 
I'm still going to respond a certain way because I thought about it. Okay, if I respond this way, even though I'm right and I know I'm right, I'm still going to respond a certain way because I know that my response could trigger something even deeper. And, and that's a self-control. And it's not always easy, especially with siblings. And I could talk about my siblings. They know I can talk about them, especially with siblings. We know how to trigger each other. They know, I don't know about y'all siblings, but my siblings, they we know how to we know what to say to each other to get each other on an uproar. And so at, after a while, it's like, well, is it really worth it? Is it really worth me saying this? Or is it really worth me taking this route? Or is it really worth me doing this a certain way to get this rise out of you? Because I know I'm right and you're wrong. After a while, for me, no. After a while, for me, I, I, I choose peace. I seek peace. And that's and, 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 and that's what the Holy Spirit and the, the Word of God, I'll say, tells us to do. But of course, in your flesh, especially with brother and sister, and I'm going to talk about my family, and sometimes it's like, no, you were wrong, and blah, 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 and go back at it. But it's like, why? Why? Is it even worth it? Is it even worth it? And so we, we, you know, as we're getting older, and I think I can hear my brother Troy now. It's like, man, I'm getting too old for this. You know, it's just, <laughs> Nathan, you win. You win. So we're just... <laughs> Because there's times you have certain conversations. I'm just like, or he's a, it, it depends on how I feel that day. Some days I feel a certain way. And I'm like, you know what, bro, you win. You know, you, this, the, whatever you say, praise God. Amen. You're right. You're right. You, you're sure. But it's, 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 it's a growing factor. And there's times where, and I've shared this uh, even in different um, uh, places where sometimes as a, and I'm going to use it as a preacher, sometimes as a preacher, y'all, I get upset not because I, um, how do I want to say this? I more so get upset because I couldn't respond the way I wanted to. Amen. I say this from my experience as being in leadership, in ministry, over auxiliaries, uh, directing people. Many times the saints will come and say some things to you as a preacher, leader, assistant pastor, whatever you want, pastor, bishop. And they will say some stuff. And as leadership, we cannot respond the way we want to. And some people say, well, why? Think about it. And then think about how many times even if we were in school, if our teachers really responded the way they want to. Now, some did. I ain't gonna lie. Some did. Some did. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what schools y'all went to, but some of the teachers I had, they they responded. And, and it definitely uh, uh, ended up being a roller coaster in different segments. But as a, as a man or woman of God, we have to be careful. As missionaries, teachers, preachers, leaders, we have to be careful how we respond because our response can really cause an uproar. It can really cause add more damage to it. And so sometimes my, my frustration, and there was a situation I had um, going backwards. I had a situation. I was in tears, y'all. I was upset. And I'm sharing this is a private moment. I was upset in tears. Why was I in tears? Not because the situation hurt me. I couldn't respond the way I wanted to. Oh man, I'm just like, I cannot respond the way I want it. I can't say what I want to say. And don't act like we always speak it in tongues all the time. Yes, we have a flesh and there were some words on the inside that I don't normally speak that I wanted to speak and it wasn't tongues. Amen. But I had to follow peace with all men and that was a self-control of, is it even worth it? Yes, my flesh would have been gratified. I would have been feeling, oh yes, feeling some type of way. But was it worth it? Is it worth it? Sometimes it's not worth it. And especially if you want to follow peace and be a leader and be Christ-like, it's more to draw them out with love. Love makes a big difference. Love covers a multitude. I'm telling you, love makes a big difference. So I'd rather follow. 
in love and with peace. Listen, y'all, we already made it to the second half of this segment and we're talking about self-control. And so that's our subject for today. And again, we appreciate everyone that is tuned in. If you're watching, if you haven't already, feel free to like this com this uh, discussion today, to share it, to like it, to love it. And I'll put that up there right quick. You can thumbs up and let us know that you're watching. If you're watching, just shoot us just a quick, a quick notice to let us know that you're watching and that you're paying attention today. We thank you for your tuning in. We appreciate your comments. We, even if you comment for those that are watching the replay, I know some people watch the replay. We even read those comments then, and we thank you for watching the replay. But today's topic is self-control. Today's topic is self-control. Now, my mother in love was in the comment section and she made a remark and we're going to get there. and We're going to talk about this second half here. So she said, hi, SGR family. Self-control is situational. It does not only refer to controlling oneself over anger. It also it is also necessary over our desires and appetites is also necessary over our desires and appetites and that is so true and guess what we're going to and because of that uh thank you mrs marcia because because of that we're going to get into the primary types of self-control we're going to get into the primary types of self-control you have some that deal with impulse control impulse control which is the ability to manage urges and impulses. You have those who struggle uh, here typically, uh, they, 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 they typically act before thinking. Oh my goodness, Lord have mercy. Should we stop right there for a moment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we act they have an impulse control issue or they struggle with impulse control, they act before they think. My goodness, so you, have people that, okay. so you have people that struggle with an impulse control where they act before they think. <sighs> Y'all, that's very important to think before we act. I just, I, I have to say it, and, and I hope we can chime in on that just for a moment. It's, listen, that means a lot, how we respond. And I'm learning that, uh, uh, Jaleesa and I, the, the other day, were talking about the way different people uh, communicate. And I was telling her how there's some people I know that when I talk to them, it's like a delay. And it's not because they're um, mentally that they're off or anything with them. It's they're processing my thought. And I'm going to give an example. I say, hey, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. What's, you know, what's your weather like? My weather, and it's just for me, after a while, I'm like, oh, it's the delay, the delay. It is, and I know a few people like that, but then I had to learn that they're really paying attention to processing what I'm saying and they're being careful how they respond in the response for whatever reason why they are, you know, that they do that, but I had to respect that. And so how many times though in this uh, level of self-control, impulse control, and you read it again, Jaleesa, you said for the impulse control? The definition? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The ability to, if you lack it, it, impulse control is the ability to manage urges and impulses. That's if you have it. <laughs> if you struggle in that area, you tend right. not to be able to manage and you typically act before you think. So you just start those, doing stuff. So those that have issue with the impulse control, the examples is stealing, hmm, compulsive lying, or even over smaller things, uh, risky behavior that deals with uh, all kind of um, in, immoral and improper acts outside of the covenant of marriage, 
uh, you can addictive behaviors and tendencies, and even overeating. Those different things can tie into an impulse control. Those that struggle with impulse control, because impulse control is the ability to manage the urges and the impulses when they come. When those impulses and things come, and when you have impulse control, you're able to manage it, but some are struggling with that. And those are the examples when you struggle with that. And like we said earlier, we're, we're having this conversation because again, we're here to build hope and to transform lives. And we're doing this 24 seven because we want you to know if this is you, you have a way of an escape. There is a way for you to get it together. There's a way for you to uh, hear our examples and let you know it's not overnight, but you can do it. You can make changes. You can have self-control. You can, it's like I said, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, but you can, you really can. And so another part that uh, of the primary types of self-control was emotional control. Emotional control. When I have control over my emotions, I have the ability to regulate emotion, emotional responses. But those who struggle in this area, typically they overreact. They experience lasting bad moods and they are easily overwhelmed by strong emotions. What is the example of those that lack emotional control? They constantly saying and doing things that you later regret. Didn't we just talk about that? We just talked about that. Waiting for someone else to guide your personal development or struggling with uh, setting personal goals. Oh my goodness. Can I stop right there? Waiting for someone else to guide your personal development. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Jaleesa. If I see it the wrong way, correct me. Are these the ones that blame everybody else but except blaming themselves? Right. <laughs> Are they the ones waiting for someone else to encourage them or speak to them or for the church and people give them a word? What is the Lord saying for me? But you never go into the Lord yourself about yourself. So, Pastor, when the man, which story was it? that When he couldn't get into the pool, was mm -hmm. it because he had emotional control? Or lacked emotional control. <laughs> he lacked emotional control. <laughs> <laughs> good question. I just had to ask a question. Just, good question. As soon, as soon as I read that, waiting for someone else, I was like, oh, yeah, because you know, no one else could take me. You know, it's just like, I just had to ask that question. But it's amazing, though, uh, that we do that, that we blame others. And I, I never understood that. And that's, and that's for me, because everyone's different. I never understood how I could blame somebody else. For and again, we all done it in different ways, but I've seen some people that severely have done it. It's like, how are you blaming me for something that you caused, you did, everything's your like? I just, I, I never understood that. Even when I came, I saw it even in raising children. It's like your child is the way they are because the way you raised them, but you're blaming this other this other person for a situation that you raised that child. I just. Anyway, I, I I never understood it. You you blame somebody else for the situation. Anyway, another um downgrade or another uh, uh, bad part of emotional control is to uh, slow to bounce back from failure. Wow. Wow. And also resisting change and blaming others for your emotional response. It is always everyone else's fault. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. And, and, and Pastor, I wanted to di uh, dive into this real quick because, you know, there's so many different um, messages and lessons you taught that still bless me. And one of them was, um, I'm delivered, but am I healed? Yeah. I'm delivered, but am I healed? And man, that thing hit me in so many different ways because it was small situation as, okay, I'm in this situation 
in this place. But now I'm no longer in that place anymore. The Lord has delivered me and taken me out of that place. But am I healed from it? Has it, you know, can you dive in on that just a little bit? Because I believe I want to talk about that even with this emotional control. So I'm going to clear it up real quick as we talk. Those there's three different types of control and three different types of self-control. Excuse me, y'all. So today we're talking about self-control. We have impulse control. We have emotional control. We also have movement control. And we're going to get there in a moment. But we're we diving in now on emotional control. Emotional control is the ability to regulate emotions and responses. But those who struggle with emotional control, they are they typically overreact. Uh, they typically, as, let me say it again, they typically overreact. They wait for someone else to guide their personal development. Uh, they're slow to bounce back from failure. They resist change, but then they blame others for emotional response. And I can actually see this tying into some areas of this series that Pastor did a while back called I'm Delivered, But Am I Healed? Pastor, let's talk about that. Yeah, it's It's interesting for for human nature for in all of us that um, when we look at self-control, um, that key word from the biblical point of view is temperance, which means to master a thing. Uh, and so we're not born with it. So it has to be mastered. We have to understand ourselves to not own self be true. If I have to use a little bit of Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. um, so we have to master a thing. And then one of the things is we have to know what our appetite is. So what our taste is, what our what our desires are. We have to be able to master those things and control those things because those three key things that drives us from Genesis uh, to now is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. It's the same thing that Jesus was tested, attempt, tested on uh, in the wilderness by the devil hmm. in Matthew and Luke in the Gospels. So... When I start piecing together, um, now that you're delivered, are you healed? Because when we look at delivered, we say somebody, oh, I'm saved now, you know, I'm delivered. That simply means you've been rescued out of a thing. Right. You've been secured from a thing. But now there's some other trauma that has happened. There's some other things or maturity, some cleansing, some transforming that must happen. So one of the key um, pictures or thematic viewpoints that I want to share with you real quick, it's the same as a person swimming and they're beginning to drown. Mm. Find yourself in the middle of the ocean, you're drowning. They rescue you or they deliver you from the ocean. But you're not, listen, to drown means you had to take that destructive force that you were in and you consumed it into yourself. So when you've been delivered from the water, you're still not healed because there's water that has been put in you. Mm -hmm. So many people have been delivered from the water, but still drowned because the water was in them. So you've been delivered, but are you healed? Right, right. Now, now has that thing that's that the thing that has you in danger, that thing that is um, attacking your life, maybe secretly has it been purged from you? Mm -hmm. So that healing part is um, that forgiveness being worked out in us, that root yes. of bitterness being turned up, um, that desire for temperance, because temperance is a is a maturing uh, characteristic. So anybody who begins to mature, begins to grow, 
a temperance begins to appear. Mm. Trial, tribulation, tests, whatever it is, temperance. But with all that, it's our appetite. It's our appetite, what we desire. So that deliverance part is important. But that healing part has to go into it because we've never go into anything that we haven't picked up something from it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You don't have to smoke, but if you go into an environment where there's smoking, you pick it up. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so so you, you go into an environment where there's certain things are, you have the capacity to pick those things up. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So there's many of us that get saved. We accept Jesus Christ as Lord. The Spirit of God baptizes us into the body of Christ. We've been born again. And that's the whole doctrine of sanctification. Because even though we've been sanctified, we've been rescued. God has set us apart. Yes. But we have to sanctify ourselves, which means we have to purge ourselves and allow others to help us to purge that stuff that's in us that we can be healed. Amen. So now that you're delivered, the question is, are you healed? Are you healed? It's a, I'm man. just saying by I'll just say no, but by his stripes, <laughs> I am healed. Amen and praise the Lord to that. And, and, and it makes a big difference. Wow. 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 That's just now listen, that's something right there, y'all, that I myself will go back and hit the button and replay and watch it again and let that thing digest. I love these conversations and I love the word of God. And I love when, when, and when people like pastor and so many other conversations that we have just make you look at things from a different perspective, make you look at like, even with the whole drowning piece, it's like, wow, that is so true. That is so true. Oh, pastor, thank you. And that ties back into our conversation that we were saying earlier about this self-control. When we get to that emotional control, these are the down effects of that. But again, we have the primary types of self-control, the impulse control, the movement control, but we we dived a little deeper for that emotional control uh, for a little bit. And Pastor, thank you again for that because I, I definitely enjoyed that. And I have to keep moving because I can just get stuck right there and then it'll be a whole nother subject for another day. So movement control is another piece of the self-control that we can have. And the movement control is the ability to control the body movements and how your body moves. But when you lack that, the struggle here often is restless and can't stay still. <laughs> this was more literal. This is more like actual physiological because self-control, those are certain things where people really cannot control their body yeah. Yeah. movements at all. So they're constantly in a state of feeling restless or they you see them as bouncing around, but they can't control wow. their body movements. Wow. Wow. So those that are listening and those that are watching here at Sound Gospel Radio, we are on our normal uh, Thursday night conversation called Let's Talk About It. And today's subject is self-control. And we are here with uh, my lovely wife, Mrs. Jaleesa Hoskins, and our pastor, Pastor Willie L. Johnson, Jr., the senior pastor of Eureka Transformation Church of Wildwood, New Jersey. Now, y'all didn't know folk was saved down in Wildwood. You know, people say, I know the boardwalk and I know the beach, but they got some Holy Ghost filled folk down in Wildwood. Yes. At Eureka Transformation Church. You're more than welcome to join us for worship. Come on in and be a part of the fellowship or you can tune in and watch us. Look us up. We're on all major platforms and you can check us out there at Eureka. Matter of fact, you can go to transformernj.com and that's how you can find more information about the church and our live streaming capabilities. Listen, we're talking about self-control. 
self-control. And that's what we're talking about today. And I found some slides. Thank you to uh, my sister who works in this field. And she threw me some slides uh, today to look at. And let's look at these slides and let's talk about this when it comes to self-control. There's some important reminders that we want to talk about real quick when it comes down to self-control. First thing is when we look at self-control, as we talk about this subject today, the question can start off with, is it something that I can control? That's a good question. When we deal with certain situations that we're dealing with, it's always good to take an evaluation and say, wait a minute, is this something that I can control? Now, here's the next thing. If it's not in my control, is it something that I can influence? And as you go through day by day, as you're strategizing, as you're dealing with trials, tribulation situations, take these different a step show and look back to see what you can do to help. Let me tell you something. The Holy Spirit is a helper. He's a keeper. The player, the paracletus, I believe in all those things, the comforter, the protector, and a reminder. But he also given us the ability to take this introspect here. So I start off again. Is it something that I can control? If it's not in my control, is it something that I can influence? The last thing is, if I can't control or influence it, is it something that I can learn to cope with? Wow, uh, that's that that could be a, a deep one there for some people. If it's something I can't control or influence it, is it something I can learn to cope with? Think about society. Think about uh, for those that live in, uh, many of us, we live in the United States of America, the government, the politics and all these things. There's some things even in the world, that's even go local, district, you know, even in your own hometown, you look at some things on the streets and you say, wait a minute, is this something that I can control? And you may realize, well, if I can't control it, is it something that I can influence? Uh, and, I, and I want you to look at this in so many different areas, whether it's your personal life, whether it's within your family, hey, was it within your ministry or in your community? And if I can't control and influence it, is this something that I can learn to cope with? Hey, I can't, I can't control it. I can't influence it, but maybe I can deal with it. These are just different things to look at. Here's another one, important reminder. I look at this again. It says, is it something I can control? Let's get deeper in this, which it talks about my actions, my words my circle, my decisions. Oh God, how much time we have left? Okay. 8.48 PM Eastern standard time. It is something, is it something I can control? My actions, my decisions, my words, my circle. I want to start right there. I'm like, can I, can we pause right there for a moment? Is there a way I can pull that up and move that to the corner? I'm trying to see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we can do that or not. Now I'm not, I want the saints in here. I want everybody here together. Oh, well, I just want to uh, dive in on that real quick. Is it something that I can control? Yes. Your actions, your decisions, your words, your circle. Y'all, it makes a big difference. I just want to share that real quick. That makes a big difference. Our actions, who we hang around, I, I, I'm even in the series that I'm doing right now uh, on, on, on SGR, and y'all haven't tuned in, you can tune in every Monday and Thursday at 7 a.m. I'm doing a series right now, and I'm talking about Naaman. And Naaman did not want to go and dip in that water seven times. Naaman had leprosy, and he was sick, and he had to, he had the, the solution to his healing, and he didn't want to go in there. And thank God for the servants that were surrounded around him that said, listen, if the prophet told you to do something harder, would you not have done it? So just go ahead and dip. It was, And what spoke out to me was the circle he kept around. 
because he could have had the wrong people in his mind tell him, man, ain't it about that. Let's get up out of here. It makes a big difference. So let's look back at that. Is it something I can control? My actions, my words, my circle, my decisions, those are very important. But here's the next thing. If it's not in my control, is it something that I can influence? Well, it deals with your relationships, your health, your neighborhood, your finances, your career success, your family. And lastly, if I cannot control or influence it, is it something that I can learn to cope with? And we talked about this. I, I said it already, but let's get deeper. Traffic. <laughs> Now think about that, y'all. Y'all know we can't control the traffic. Traffic, war, disease, the economy, huh? Who my parents were and are, the weather, the past, the news, and even death. Listen, y'all, There's these are some things that even if I can't control it, how can I, is it something I can learn to cope with? I lost my father when I was 13 years old. I, I found my father dead on the floor in the kitchen when I walked in. Gone, y'all. 13 years old, lost my father. I couldn't control the situation, but thank the Lord that he has allowed me to, I had to learn how to cope with it. And there's situations and things that we deal with that I want you to know, you may not be able to control it, but the Lord will give you the strength and he'll give you the grace to sustain it. That's why he said, my grace is sufficient for you. When he was talking to Paul, Paul had a, a, a ailment. He had a, he had a physical uh, sickness, according to the scriptures that he was dealing with. And he was, he prayed to the Lord and said, okay, uh, oh God. But the Lord said, I'll give you the sustaining ability to get through the situation that you can cope with it, that you can have the self-control to make it through. That's what we're here to encourage you tonight of building your hope that, listen, you can have this self-control. Is it easy? No, it's not easy, but you can choose the, the outcome of your future through the help and the ability of the Holy Spirit. You can do that. Anybody else want to chime in on that? That's beautiful. And that's a, a great um, graphic you put up there. Um, that covers a lot of things. Yes. Because, um, and, and they go back to, to your appetite, the things you're desiring, the things that you want. Um, so all those things that you said have an effect on those things. Then when you get down to the outer part where things you can't control, and I've said this before, that many of us have control issues. Mm -hmm. You know, so... Uh, because we want to control some things and really you really want to control some things is so hopefully you're in fear of either being hurt or a fear of something that you know so you try to influence everything wow and it comes down to uh many times is just trusting god that's where i believe faith comes in mm -hmm. i believe yes. i believe that's where faith enters in uh, because a lot of things you can't necessarily see Yes. Um, but you believe. And that's where we have a confidence in God. Um, and then we can control ourselves. Right. Um, that's a yeah. that's a world within itself. I believe if we look inside ourselves, we have three of those circles inside of us. Oh my. Come on, Pastor Talk. You, you show that diagram. There's three of those circles inside. Oh man, pull it back up. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three of those circles inside of it. Yes, yes, Is sir. there something I can control about myself? Yes, sir. Is there something about me I can't control? What can I influence? So we'd all be encouraging ourselves. We all we ought to be crucifying Ooh, the Jesus. flesh daily. Thank and you. then if I can't influence it, what can I cope with? I don't know about you, 
but we've been saved, we've been born again, we've been washed in the blood of the lamb. But I can tell you one thing, you're still dealing with the effects of sin. Yes. Right. And it's not yes. until we leave this body, not until we leave this body, um, there's something we have to cope with. We have to cope mm -hmm. with this natural body, this body mm -hmm. of sin, the Bible will call it. Yes. You know, the yes. body of sin. Oh, and so goodness. when we talk about the body of sin, once again, that's a whole nother three circles. That was a beautiful diagram. I, I love it. I love it. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Erica. If you're listening, I love it. Thank you for, for sending that in. And Pastor, you just did it perfectly because you just tied into the next piece as we come to a close of today's conversation. And, you know, I thank God because, you know, I've gotten to a place in my life where if there ain't no comments, that means we must be saying something because we know people are watching. I'm looking at the numbers. People are still watching. So, you know, the comments are probably minimal and that's okay because that means y'all must be really listening today. Like, wow, y'all must be taking some notes. But as we come to a close, I want to put this up. When we get to a point of self-control and excuse the diagram is not as clear as I want it to be, but Hey, we had to get it up there today. This is, listen, we want to talk about responsibility. We want to take responsibility for ourselves. Okay. So let's take responsibility. What you need to be responsible for your actions. I'll say it for my, I'll say it for me. What I need to take responsibility for is my actions, my behavior, my words, my efforts, my mistakes, my ideas, and consequences of my actions. That is my responsibility. I want to share that with you today. That is your responsibility. Guess what's not your responsibility, y'all? Guess what you don't have to worry about is other people's words, other people's mistakes, other people's beliefs, other people's ideas, other people's actions. And the consequences of other people's actions are not your responsibility. Listen, I'm saying that because when I finally grasp that thing, man, that thing begins to liberate my life and it begins to send forth transformation. I'm telling you, it makes a big difference. And I'm going to say it like a broken record. I don't care. Pastor says something to me and I shared it the other day again recently to someone else. He said, if I saw someone with $100 in their hand and they just stood there and ripped up the $100, he said, yes, I'm going to think they're crazy. But why would I waste my breath, my time, my energy going off, trying to minister and trying to talk to them as to why they ripped up this $100 being so, because think about it, y'all, we get so worried about what? We get so worried about other people's words, ideas, mistakes, other people's actions, other people's beliefs. We get so caught up on all these other things. And then before you know our brain, we're not even worried about ourselves. Let's focus on our own. So we get so caught up on everything else. And pastor said, he said, I may think the person's crazy, but why am I wasting all of my energy on their decision? He said it was their $100. It wasn't mine. It was their $100. That was their money. What they do, that's their choice. Man, I'm telling y'all, that thing, I felt like bricks just, just lifted off of me. Because listen, I came from a society and an era of people that were so concerned about what? Everybody else. 
But I'm at a place now is not being selfish because see, you know, you know, the old saints, they want to get into, yeah, do you go being a lover of yourself more than love of God? No, 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 no. It's not being selfish. It's not being one-sided. It's finally caring for me, looking in for what I need to do and, and making myself better so that I can glorify and honor God. Listen, when, when I started focusing on myself, it let me focus more on Christ. And I started to see God in deeper levels than I did before because I wasn't worried about everybody else. Am I making sense to anybody? Hello, lights. Maybe the lights hear me. And praise <laughs> the Lord. You know, I'm just, and I just wanted to share that today. So anyway, we're coming to close to uh, uh, today's conversation. And yes, Mrs. Marcia, I'm enjoying the conversation today as well, because it really was um, something important we wanted to share. And he said, no comments mean that everyone's enjoying this delicious meal. Yes, sir. <laughs> he said, the meal tonight has been seasoned perfectly. Oh my goodness, Corey. I can hear you saying that. And Corey, I know you're laughing because you know why Corey says that in other different platforms that I have shared with him. And he's he has everybody cracking up. But listen, we had a great conversation today about self-control. Um, even as the holidays that we're here in the holidays, we're in the month of December. And even as we approach this, this holiday season, let's be mindful of how we control ourselves. Whether it's in <laughs> in temperance or not, in excess, in excess or not, that even when it comes down to, because I understand many people are dealing with. Listen, I can only imagine, and I can get it in certain ways. This season is just not easy for a lot of people. Whether it's loneliness, whether it's depression, and many times it can really struggle with your self control, where you want to start doing and thinking things that are not normal because I can't control the things that are going on in here or the feelings or the hurt or the emptiness or the void that you may be experiencing during the season. We want you to know, listen, there's hope. There's life. There is joy in God, Jesus Christ. And in his word, he gives you his word that sustains you. Listen, his word may not immediately, that's like anything. It may not immediately, you may not immediately feel a change, but just keep diving in there. Just keep, just keep staying in that word. And you begin to see a change. You begin to see uh, uh, just a revelation and a restoration and a rejuvenation begin to happen in your life. Listen, this is a great time for change, a great season for change, but allow the Holy Spirit to be your ultimate control. Hallelujah. He'll give you the steps for self-control. Pastor, because you're on this platform and, I, and I'm grateful that I have you for as long as we do, I want you to close out for us, if you may. Prayer? Or just oh, comment? However you feel led, sir. <laughs> it, it's interesting. In, in all that we've said about self-control in those different levels, which some I didn't know, I believe it's empowering us um, that once we can strengthen ourselves, then we're able to strengthen another. So I believe this whole topic of self-control and, and maturing and growing up is so that we can be concerned about others, so that we can help others. Because uh, many people might look at this as, well, we have no concern about nobody else. It's not true. Is that once we're strengthened, once we're healed, once we've been saved, yes, Jesus said, strengthen your brother. Yes. And so... Um, I'm just grateful for this opportunity uh, that the very power of God, the very anointing of God will continually move us uh, in love and move us in power of loving one another and, um, you know, setting certain things aside and allowing us to be strengthened. And that temperance is important, become masters of ourselves, being able, you know, we're not consumed. So if we're loving others more than ourselves, 
that takes temperance, that takes self-control. I don't know about anybody else, but I, I am a me person. I don't know anybody that's not, you know? Right. So, so, <laughs> all right. So I say all that to say it's a, it's a beautiful subject. I'm, I'm grateful that you had me on. Yes, sir. And just to everybody to be blessed and be encouraged in this season. Thank you again, Pastor. Like I said, y'all, I don't know how much longer we're going to have them, but as long as we got them, we, we got them here. Look, we're going to use them up. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Another great time. Sound Gospel Radio. We are building hope, transforming lives 24-7. Those that are on stage should stick out with me just for a couple of minutes. But again, we're building hope, transforming lives 24-7. Who, y'all? Sound Gospel Radio. Building hope. Transforming lives. 24-7 Sound Gospel Radio